Thomas in the morning and the mouth of the South, uh, Corporal Cuball uh, was out there. And, you know, for every time you say, oh, well, maybe they're finally realizing me. He's, he's, he certainly has a lot to say about the squad and, and people like that. But when there's concern, and I've told you this before, the labeling, the, the targeting, the polarization, it doesn't matter. They'll come up with something. They'll make up boogeymen. If they have to, do we have the clip of real time with Bill Maher? Um, this was, I guess, uh, Friday night. I was on with Dave Rubin, and Bill Maher asks uh, Bill Clinton's "It's the economy, stupid uh, guy." So, uh, Mike Johnson, he's from your home state of Louisiana, oh. the Speaker of the House. I read today he wrote a forward in a book right. that describes to conspiracy theories and homophobic insults. I thought, Mike. Mike Johnson wrote the foreword to the Bible? Uh, do you think Mike Johnson can hold his party together now that he has taken the mantle? Well, first of all, I don't think he can hold his party together. Second of all, you're exactly right. Mike Johnson and what he believes is one of the greatest threats we have today to the United States. And when I, I, I promise you, I know these people. Well, you're talking about Christian nationalism. That's absolutely. Talking about it. So who are what is Christian nationalism? Well, it isn't anything. There, you know, if you go and you say, well, is there, is there a club? Do we have uniforms? Do we have a secret handshake? No, it's anyone who talks about the Judeo-Christian ethic that is the foundation of this nation, a.k.a. you, me, uh, anyone who sits there and says there needs to be a moral underpinning to the country apparently is the most dangerous thing to the nation, says this you know, political consultant who hadn't really won anything profound since 1994, uh, but uh, two, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but this is what they're going to do, and he's not going to be the last one. He's not going to be the last one. So this is what they've created now, uh, that you get this this kid. You know, he's the Speaker of the House now. Uh, he's got strong Christian underpinnings. Uh, it's the same stuff they did to Mike Pence. They didn't have a cool, hip name for it. So you know, they, they, they've picked up on the discussions of the Judeo-Christian ethic in the foundation of this nation, and now they're going to make that the boogeyman that that's somehow going to be this theocracy and and don't, un, don't underestimate the power of this theocracy because this ties into uh, all the oh Hamas is the oppressed ones so so the the very oppressive theocratic islamists are the victims of this Christian nationalism. And nationalism is a key word because nationalism is part of the root of the word Nazi. Uh, don't, don't sleep on this. This is, this is going to be the most insidious stuff. And I guarantee you, if, if it, I've watched carefully and I'm very concerned that this shows up in the fifth district primary, uh, and, and I, I'll watch to see if Republicans start using this against other Republicans. But uh, this is this is a dangerous, dangerous 
vial of explosive that they're playing with, but it's unfortunately par for the course. Chris is hanging on the line this morning at 434-964-1075. Do you agree? I mean, this is just another, but it's. I think this may be the most dangerous game of you know, polarize and, and stigmatize and marginalize. Good morning, Joe. I appreciate you taking my call. I um, I was just reading in the City of God by St. Augustine over the weekend. No, so you uh, see, there you go. You're going to be one of them Christian nationalists, aren't you? Well, the thing is, is uh, I just want to read this, this one line. Um, he says, moreover, a people becomes avaricious and luxurious by prosperity. Mm-hmm. And it was this, which that very prudent man, Nasika, was endeavoring to avoid when he opposed the destruction of the greatest, strongest, wealthiest city of Rome's enemy. He thought that thus fear would act as a curb on lust, and that lust being curbed would not run riot in luxury. And Mm. that luxury being prevented... Uh, being prevented avarice would be at an end and that these vices being banished virtue would flourish and increase to the great profit of the state and liberty this is the big line and liberty the fit compassion of excuse me the fit companion of virtue would abide unfettered so in other words he's saying if you want to be if you want to have liberty you must be tied to virtue. Mm-hmm. And and this is what's so insidious that you mentioned about this, this ideology of trying to undermine Christianity is that <clears throat> what virtue are you going to use? Whose virtue are you going to use in order to get a people, the American people, to ascribe to and to look up to and to reach for in order to preserve liberty. And I'm calling because I am saying, and I believe deep in my heart, that there is only one virtue that is going to secure our liberty. And that is what you've already stated, the Judeo-Christian virtue. No other. No woke virtue, no progressive virtue, no democratic virtue, no democrat virtue. It's got to be Judeo-Christian and there's no other there's no other belief system in the world that has had such a profound effect on humanity over the 2000 years and plus and also brought out the US constitution if you don't believe this you basically don't believe in the US constitution and the bill of rights that you mentioned before and if people don't believe in the bill of rights and they don't believe in the US constitution they got to believe in something. Well, they believe in themselves. That's what the problem is, and that's what they, the the deceiver has told them, uh, that you're more important than that. You're smarter than that. We are uh, a smarter you know, population than, than these silly rules that we have. Uh, we can have our vices and, and, and still be virtuous. We can be virtuous in our vices, and it's crazy stuff, Chris. I unfortunately have to run to my news, uh, but I appreciate it. It's good to hear from you, my friend, and uh, and. Uh, anyone who follows me on Facebook knows uh, Chris is in all of our prayers. And uh, God bless you, sir, and you have a great morning. Yeah, you too. Take care. Thanks for what you do. Observing and reporting what he sees, just like that Chinese weather balloon. Joe Thomas in the morning on Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV.
Joe Thomas in the morning. Thank you for letting us be in service to you this uh, Monday morning. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin. But I'll take your bet, you're going to regret, because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rise up your bow and play your fiddle hard. So, you know, at this point, you just you lay back in and, and say if we're going to be labeled and, and marginalized and, and stigmatized. Now, the new one is Christian nationalism. And understand. So so these are people who understand that they don't believe in the U.S. Bill of Rights. So therefore, they don't think anyone else does. So when James Carville is on TV and then the DNC and the DLCC and all the other Democrat organizations reshare his posts. And understand, see, James Carville doesn't have anything to lose. He's run his races. He got some backwash governor from Nowheresville polling in the 1% range, the presidency of the United States. And so when he goes out on TV, he's the esteemed elder statesman of the progressive left. And they, they chose him because he's from Louisiana, but he's outspoken. He's eloquent. He rambles. He sounds like he's just talking off the top of his head. And he's like, oh boy, this guy's really so. There is no such animal as a Christian nationalist. It's a concoction of the, the focus groups that have come up with this boogeyman because they keep failing at scaring people sufficiently with the other boogeyman. The interesting thing is going to see how they try to claim that Donald Trump is somehow a Christian nationalist. That will that will be interesting. But for now, it's Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson's the most dangerous thing, uh, Carville said on uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, who also seemed to uh, feel like he had to get his bona fides back up with the American left, so he took a couple of cracks at the Bible itself. And you know this—that's an abstract. We can stick a pin in, you know, the 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 people who can't separate the behavior of fallen men and women in some cases, who use the Bible apathetically as their way to truthfully defile it. But this, this back to the Christian nationalist. It's just like book banner and abortion banner. Americans, as a, as a people, react to things like the words ban. Oh, I'm against banning things. 
So if you accuse somebody of being, you know, in the business of banning books or banning sex or, and that's the subtext of an abortion banner, Americans are going to vote against people like that. If you say it eloquently enough without any person pushing back and questioning it. And, and here in Charlottesville, this is important because the concept is a Virginian concept. Jefferson born this testimony of, of how do you protect the faith from the faithless? How do you protect faith from government? How do you, how do you keep the, the all too frequent perversion of church and state where the state will take over the church and, and use it as its fulcrum to its ill-gotten gains. And so you know, what, the main thing that these people who are now out there painting this picture of the boogeyman under Christian nationalists coming out from underneath you, going to put you in chastity belts and bring on the handmaid's tale, all the stuff they used to say about Mike Pence is now resting on the shoulder of Mike Johnson. And we'll get into the book they're talking about that he wrote the foreword to. And the conspiracy theories and all the other stuff that Bill Maher doesn't bother to vet out or try to deal with. See, that's, that's left for people like you and me who actually want to have an honest conversation about things. And conspiracy theories. How many, how many conspiracy theories have turned out to be facts? Over the past, what, 10 months even? <laughs> I mean, this isn't even, you don't even have to go back. So just, just for those who are concerned, that somehow these, these, Christian nationalists are running amok in Washington. And I, I truly believe they will come down into the 5th Congressional District, and they'll try to apply this to Congressman Good as well. I don't know if they can make it stick because his opponent in the primary is perhaps more publicly uh, espoused his faith. That's going to be an interesting thing. But they'll, they'll bring... They'll bring doppelgangers. They'll they'll bring spokespeople in. They'll bring uh, Michael Steele or Rick Wilson or Denver Riggleman. Yes, the Riggler. Oh, the Riggler has been busy this weekend. And this is what really triggered me because I really couldn't have cared less about Carvel's statements, Bill Maher. They're all trying to get their bona fides back with the American left. But, man, the Riggler was just tweeting like a robin who found a nest full of eggs. Tweet, 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 tweet. Oh, if you follow the regular on Twitter, it was like every five minutes I was getting a new tweet from the regular. But just, just to be clear, if you are waking up this morning saying, oh, geez, Joe, Christian nationalist sounds scary. The First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution passed into law thanks to guys like George Mason and James Monroe, who they just protested in Charlottesville yesterday. Quote, 
Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So, so if there was to be this Christian nationalism where we were going to become a theocracy, you mean like the Islamists? The, oh, no, I'm sorry. They're the oppressed ones. That's right. I forgot. They were the oppressed. So now we have to come up with a name for the oppressor. He's not even speaker of his own house, but he does okay for us. The shootout in the in the Belmont Corral. Joe Thomas, it. weekday mornings on the free Seville 1075 smartphone app. Joe Thomas in the morning. Thank you for letting us be of service to you. 434-964-1075. So what about this book, Mike Johnson? So it, it, this, this whole movement now, this idea of Christian nationalism, it was born out of uh, this need to have a boogeyman. They watched how successful they were here in Virginia by, by marginalizing and polarizing and stigmatizing these candidates into things that they never were. It is right out of Marx and Alinsky that says, you know, you accuse your political opponent of something, and then if they say, well, no, I'm not that, he is, it's like, oh, you're using the I'm rubber, you're glue defense. And so it begins with this book, The Revivalist Manifesto, How Patriots Can Win the Next American Era, Scott McKay, a book, and honestly, to be fair, I get I get uh, at least fifty book publisher press releases every day, and I went back searching for the publisher of this book to have sent. Certainly, you know, you would go around to conservative circles. Never, never once came to me. So I I can be fairly testimonial to you. I have not read it. But I can tell you, much as uh, when Tom Garrett said, gee, all I know about Bob Good is what Denver Riggleman tells me Bob Good is about, uh, so I went and found out myself. I will, but the, the, I know several things uh, become standard operating procedures. So they say it's homophobic which generally, when they have applied that, generally means somebody says that it is uh, not the natural state of the species to engage in sexual congress with members of their same gender. That's usually what winds up getting you labeled homophobic. 
if you if you bring up big biblical passages regarding it, oh, you're a homo, and that's where this all starts to get Christian nationalism. So scared are they that those who are awake, not woke, are going to at some point win the day back and go back to a constitution that just guarantees your right to speak freely even if it means you're you're in disagreement with somebody. That's the dogmatic authoritarianism that, that they live under and they need you to comply with. And if you push back against it, we have to. We have to create a boogeyman. We have to create uh, a, a class that will uh, dismiss you from all public discourse because you're... Oh, a Christian nationalist. And as soon as I heard the phrase come out of Corporal Cuball's mouth, it struck me immediately that this is, you know, sadly, it's the same old, same old. It's not, this isn't a new paradigm. This, this is not something that they, that they have invented out of whole cloth. This is this is something that they've done time in and time out. This is this is battle worn. They've done this for years. It's marginalized. It's it's stigmatized so that you don't speak out against them. Because you know you're the same you're the same teabaggers that Anderson Cooper made fun of on t- TV rather than s- sitting there and having a real discussion about what taxed enough already meant, which you would think a journalist would do. They just said, oh, yeah, crazy teabaggers. And, w- and then you had to figure out, well, what the, what the heck is a teabagger? Oh, and then we found out. And, and we realized what they were doing. Unfortunately, as Tom Garrett has said in the past, why do they do it? Because it works. But it's partially because we don't suit up for the battle. We we take the Dom DeLuise strategy of not in the face and just hope that they don't hit us too hard and that we can somehow survive and just be the, the well-funded vocal opposition with no power but just will complain a lot. Good morning. You're on the air with Joe Thomas in the morning. Who's this? Uh, hello? Hello, WCG. Uh, yeah, there he's he's listening on the app, I think, and that's got a delay on it and everything else. Uh, so call back, please. Uh, give us a holler back, and uh, we'll, we'll hear what you have to say when we come back from the news here at four three four nine six four one zero seven five. Being tuned in means Joe Thomas now. Lars Larson at six. Seville one zero seven five and twelve sixty WCHV. Past. Thank you for hanging on the line, Dr. Clark. Hope things in the uh, cold, dark place that we leave you in, uh, like like that uh, long kid who was in the Capitol building on January 6th, weren't too uh, harsh uh, a treatment for you? Joe, the cold, dark place is cold this morning. I hear you. I hear you. You know, but uh, so, so what's on your mind? So let's see. Corporal Q-Ball has defined Christian nationalists as the biggest threat to America. Mm-hmm. Let's break that down a minute, Joe. Christ said that there were two great commandments upon which hung all the law. What were those? Let's see. Uh, 
Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul. And the second is like unto it. Love thy neighbor as thou love thyself. Mm-hmm. And Christians follow Christ, so that should be our two biggest tenets, I'm thinking. Now, nationalist, is that somebody that loves their country, Joe? Yes. I'm good with Christian nationalists. Let's just wear it. <laughs> yeah, but you see, see, this is what this is like the use of the word book banner, the phrase that that paid during the 2023 election cycle. Oh, so and so's a book banner is is the American electorate reacts negatively. This is the focus group nonsense stuff, slicing the bologna so thin it looks like prosciutto. Uh, is that okay. they they believe that this will knock the necessary 5% out of the polling places so that they can win again, even though they're, they're the ideology of suppression of speech. They're the ideology of censorship. They're the ideology of, of book restrictions. Remember, and, and D. Snyder's coming up a little bit later on in the program talking about his, uh, his, his testimony. He's got a book out about fighting for, uh, free speech even through music. That was Tipper Gore. That was that was the erstwhile first lady of the United States uh, that led that charge on censorship. The, the the left has always been the censorship party, and and unfortunately, like Charlie said, you, me, we're the only ones who seem to call anyone out on it. So, Christian nationalists being the biggest threat to America is kind of like allowing the people to vote for Donald Trump. Is a threat to our democracy, Joe. Exactly. You know, we're going to defend it. We're going to defend democracy by banning somebody from being on the ballot uh, for nothing he's even been convicted of. But that's okay because we will take your civil, your assets from you uh, once you've been arrested for certain crimes, just so you don't use them to defend yourself. This is America, and and we've got to we've got to prove <laughs> these things. This is how upside down we are. Hot dogs, baseball, apple pie, and mom are the biggest threats to America. Of course. Of course. That's mis- I mean, you're talking about misogyny, um, uh, Judeo, uh, the, the, the mom thing is, is uh, male, male supremacy, uh, apple pie is colonialism. I, and I've seen the, the way they define uh, baseball is uh, colonialist. Uh, and and so you, it's all about the oppressor and the oppressed and and us forcing our our ways on other people. And have you ever forced your way on anyone? No, I haven't. And yet that's what we stand accused of being these these people who force our dogma on other people. Oh, one last thought, Joe, before I self-deport. When you get Mr. Snyder on, time that Dr. Clark said, I'm all down with the free speech. But what's up with locking all the anti-vaxxers up? Well, I'm not, I'm not following you. Give me, give me background. Uh... Oh, he had a little conniption fit. People that weren't vaccinated were like going to destroy everything and we ought to be rounded up and locked up. 
Did he actually say that? Because I didn't, you know, I, there were about a dozen people, even people uh, that had, that wound up turning around like, um, what's his face, the comedian, the British comedian um, that wound up realizing what what he had been on the side of. So I, I'll have to check in on that uh, and ask him. I did him. not see the words come out of his mouth. I read them. So somebody might have misquoted him. Or he said it. I uh, well, certainly, uh, but that was a commonplace thing. Is that you know, we, he, this was so artfully publicized that it, would it, uh, President Biden go on CNN and say, "Oh, they oh, yeah. all talk about their rights. Yeah, I have a right to kill you with my COVID." Like we were walking around spraying gunfire across the land, um, and that's what that was the. That was the rhetoric: is that if you didn't, if you didn't do these things, if you didn't take a, a, a dodgy, scientifically unproven uh, uh, treatment, you're a, a threat to society. Again, um, the authoritarians. But uh, it is interesting, that, you know, because that would be an interesting kind of dichotomy to his whole point. When back in the day, when he was pushing for free speech and freedom. Uh, along with the oddest group of testimonials, Frank Zappa and John Denver, which is a, a, a super band you would never see put together normally. Uh, but I appreciate it, Dr. Clark, and uh, thank you, sir. You have a good morning. Take care, Joe. Like us. Follow us. Just don't touch that dial. I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Thomas, in the morning, thank you for letting us be of service to you at 434-964-1075. Did some digging on our call with Dr. Clark in a little bit, but let me get to you at 434-96. Well, all right, I'm repeating myself. It's the first sign of uh, agedness. Uh, so <laughs> so before my decrepitude takes over the radio station, uh, who's this? Hey, it's Bill the Grill Guy. I have another cup of coffee, Joe. Yeah, it's tea this morning, but that's okay. Uh, so what's going on, Brother Bill? So I tell you the thing I've been worried about with this uh, anti-Christianity movement that's going on in the United States is that there's also been a, a separate movement that's been going forward that not a lot of people have been talking about, but the Sharia law and the Koran and how many people are turning in the in the United States are turning to the Koran and the the law and when I mean, you look at parts of Michigan and parts of uh, Minnesota, these places have been completely taken over by the Muslim communities. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But the, if you read the Quran, if you listen to people that you know that, that they want to do away with all Christianity, they don't think that you know we should even be around. So and it says in the Quran that they should um, propagate and and populate. 
In other words, they want as many people in the United States that are Muslim to, to start taking over the governments, the local governments, and moving right on forward. And I, that's my dad had said that 15 years ago, and, and I, it's it's coming true today. And I'm really worried about that. You know, as as a Christian and my raising my family in Christianity, I, I'm really seriously worried about the path of the United States uh, coming going forward right now. Well, and this this goes out, and I remember when Minnesota was one of the first places to actually talk about having a Sharia court that ran parallel to the civil courts of the nation. And it, right. this is this is why the Bill of Rights is important. This is why the progressive left needs to have James Madison tossed out of our founding uh, as a racist and Thomas Jefferson, because if we can toss them out, then we can toss out the Bill of Rights. A, we can institute... Uh, a more proactive bill of rights which says you have the right to housing you have the right to you know a, a guaranteed income you have a right to public transportation all the all the you know pandering that they've been doing they want that in their new bill of rights um, but they also they also want you to question the country that's why the nationalism part of this they they want the imagery of brown shirts and uh, red and black swastikas uh, to to follow the word nationalists uh, and and that's the, you know a love of your nation what does your nation stand for uh, and I I love the Bill of Rights and I and I love the things it stands for and I love the things that it allows to happen. And, and if you talk to folks like Zudi Jasser at the, uh, and we've had this conversation about how do you juxtapose, uh, a theology like this? And he points to the, uh, Hasidic Jewish communities of New York who, who will shun, um, people who don't follow their church and just won't, you know, interact with them commercially or privately. And, and says, that, well, that's sort of the, orthodox way of taking a look at it in the United States. But remember, the Bill of Rights protects religious freedom. It protects you from any kind of theocracy. So my concern is they're plowing the field for uh, using the same imagery of the oppressed Hamas members that that they're going to turn around and say, well, if you're going to try to have a Christian uh, nationalism, we want to have a Muslim nationalism or, you know, or any theology nationalism is is absolutely a violation of the U.S. Constitution. But they're they're pretty Correct. sure, and and your last thought on this, they're pretty sure nobody will fight it uh, because we'll we'll be seen as the oppressors then. And, and that's where we're. That's where I don't understand these kids in the in college today. They're out there uh, pro Palestine, uh, the, the marches and everything else, the protests. Uh, they, these kids have no clue, no clue what they're what they're getting into. Uh, what no. they they should spend a little bit of time in a Muslim country and see what this is all about. Send them to Palestine. See how nice they have it. The station that lives by the motto, rock or vacate the chair. Mr. Speaker. So to speak. I want to thank. Seville 107.5 and 1260 WCHV. Joe Thomas in the morning. Thank you for letting us be of service to you. 434 964 is the phone number. So we've been bearing the lie to this Christian nationalism that has been invented over the weekend that somehow uh, conservatives, and this is the, the part that amazes me. So they're going to sit there unchallenged on television and say that 
Mike Johnson and you and me because we say that the country is based on Judeo-Christian ethics, like don't lie and don't cheat and don't steal and how how offensive those things are, how how theocratic that is, that I can't cheat in order to get something. I can't steal in order to have something I didn't have before. And that's what it is. That's This is a two-by-four under the floor planking of the reparation nation. This is, this is not a flaw. This is a feature. They just see, and this email from Steve writes in, he says, Joe, we handed them this one. We didn't know who Mike Johnson was. We're the ones who have allowed this to happen. They're using just another tool in their drawer. We handed them somebody we didn't understand. You agree with that? Nobody knew who Mike Johnson was? The voters in his district don't know who he is? Do you truly believe that given the choice between Hakeem Jeffries and Mike Johnson, that Mike Johnson's the one that wants to get rid of the U.S. Constitution more? Not by what I remember them saying. Joe writes into Joe at WCHV.com. Would it not be an exciting idea to teach our children in our schools the Constitution from the beginning to the end? We did that once. We we decided on Constitution Day, when we were doing the afternoon constitutional radio show, that it would be interesting to see if we could get an entirety of the reading, start to finish, including all the amendments, of the Constitution onto the radio. And with commentary by uh, Larry and Chris... Larry Bethea and Chris Schoenwald providing the play-by-play commentary. Uh, I was able to read in a three-hour radio show with time for commercials and news and other stuff. Took three hours to read the entire U.S. Constitution. And that's, as I said, with Chris and Larry inserting their color commentary. Oh, this means that they did this and this So it doesn't even take a long time to do it, Joe. It, it, it's not. This was this this was a document written for farmers. This was a document written for people who don't have time to go to town hall and pour over documents. This was a document that was written so that we wouldn't have to pour over all these things. And that's what's sad about how they're treating it. But that's why they have to lampoon it, assail it. Because if they can do that, then nobody will follow it. Rich writes in, Carville is the title of his email. And James Carville, Bill Clinton's chief advisor, is out there. He's really at the center of this. He's like, oh, man, these are more dangerous than Al-Qaeda. I thought the snakehead demon was dead. The little creep crawled out to do his last breath's worth of damage to Americans. Pretty obvious the Pope agrees with Carville since he's driving so many of us faithful out of the doors and away from the church. Nothing is coincidence. Well, Rich, like I said, is it flaw or is it feature? I think it's feature. 
Good morning. You're on the air with Joe Thomas in the morning. Who's this? Good morning, Joe. It's Stuart. How are you doing? Good, Stuart. How are you doing, my friend? Very well. I just I just kind of was laughing with you when, when you read that uh, email or text or whatever it was with regard uh, to whether we knew him or not. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. I mean, I know him as a man who's not afraid to pray on his knees in public to Jesus Christ. Okay? Yeah. If that's what he thought I didn't know, guess what? We knew. <laughs> that's why we voted for him. Okay? And we do, you know, you know, I think we ought to get ahead of the curve here because we're going to start up a, do need a party, the CCN, the, the Christian Constitutional Nationalist Party. Okay? Christian because we are constitutional because we believe that's the, the the best framework for that mankind can do on earth for mm-hmm. uh, assuring liberty and peace and prosperity and that's just because we do believe we ought to have borders and as the president said either you have a country or you don't i mean i mean that i think rang yeah. really well with a lot of people you either have borders and a language and a flag and you know a, a uh, a culture, you know, that that can be as inclusive as it wants to be, but it still has to be there. Right. So the Christian constitutional nationalists, uh, we're 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 going to bend a little to the Italian style of politics. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're just, I think we just need to start getting more options out there. What do you think? Well, and I think options were the whole point. And what really scares these people is losing the ability to traffic in the money that we have to give them. Uh, and the power that that gives them, because otherwise they have no power. It's not like they have unlimited wealth unless they're like President Biden and his brother and his son, who you know are able to take home some extra cash on the side. The the authority that these people have and they wield that's what it, that's what makes this a blood sport. That's why they have well, to Pochel, kill each I mean, other even, too. Even if we could snap our fingers and have them all replaced with with people of our ilk. Uh, or, you know, any you know, maybe fraud and criminal malfeasance aside, they'd still be spending our money, you know, and they're sure not going to be spending the dot, jot, and tittle the way everybody in the country likes it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, isn't that true? But that's, but that's why it was supposed to be limited, and that you, if you wanted to give money to somebody to start up a business, you could. But it, we had a report a couple of weeks ago, 50, 50%. Of the venture capital money in the United States will have vanished from the marketplace, private venture capital money, by the end of next year, leaving no other place for a business to get a startup foothold than to go plead to the government, please give me a small business administration loan. And that's just one little aspect of, you know, the perversion that we've become. Not that we're that we're becoming. We're already uh, most of these things are already there. Yeah, I, yeah, I have to agree with you. It's it's a, a sad conclusion, but we're past sort of stopping now. We're at, we're at pushing back. Yeah, we have to. We have to start. Uh, and and that's why they have to name call. They have to do character assassination. You're a, because nationalist. Unfortunately, in pop culture, in in the reaction, it's the same way. Uh, Ms. Spillman had to call Ms. Bryce a book banner because Americans react like, oh, you're going to ban something? That's not American. Nationalism is something we fought in World War II. So the imagery that the, the narrative connects to is that Mike Johnson is a fascist. Mike Johnson wants to tear up the Constitution. Carville said so. There's no facts to this at all. It's all Harry Reid 101. Say it so that people so if don't. If you're run. out there, you're, 
if you're out there re- trying to reclaim the, the spirit of nationalism in a positive way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you're able to do that in any arena or, or, or uh, forum, you, you're diluting the name. People are like, yeah, yeah, those were the Nazis. These guys aren't Nazis. They're Christians for Christ. I mean, you know, you'll eventually get to that point. Well, but you, but you have to ask them, are they trying to make you a Christian? I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's the folks who are you know claiming the the Muslims or the the Hamas are the oppressed ones, the Palestinians are the oppressed ones, and so you know the 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 women of Wicca could say the same thing. Is that you know they they view men in the same way men in the Muslim faith view women? You know that they're, they're well, basically you know, subservient and and necessary for certain things, but that's it. I mean they're dehumanizing, well, but but they're not supposed to be the governing force. We're supposed to be able to freely choose what faith we follow, freely choose what radio stations we listen to. All those things are supposed to be of your choice, and that's what they really can't handle. Well, you know, I'll confess that to trying to, if someone's not a Christian, trying to uh, witness to them, you know, all the time. I mean, if they find that offensive, you know, my evangelism, or whatever you want to call it, there it is. No. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, and I tell you, Joe, it's, 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 we saw it coming and we just have to dig in. Yep. So you have a good day. You too, 